I'm Johnny Doyle, and you're listening to the Pelador Podcast. Uh, welcome back to the Pelador Podcast. Michael Deer, Michael Dunn here again today, riding solo. And today I'm delighted to be joined by a man who played for Condare for 10 years. Mr. Tommy Mullen. Thanks very much for having me on, Michael. Yeah, so obviously, Tommy, you announced your retirement there last week from Condare after 10 years. Uh, I suppose, what were the reasons? Uh, for retiring, and was it a difficult decision? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a really difficult decision. Um, I suppose after the big part of my life, 10 years, I suppose, with the Calaire senior football team. Uh, but even before that, I suppose, I've been on the development squad, the minor teams, all the way up. So, um, yeah, very, very difficult decision. Um, I, suppose there, I suppose a few of the reasons looking at it um, this year... Kind of put a perspective on things. Um, uh, probably found it difficult to break into the team this year in particular. Um, and I suppose I had it in the back of my head even before the start of this year that I'd be, I'd be finishing up and I, I wouldn't continue on playing, playing with Kildare. Um, and I suppose it solidified it this year with, with, the, with the challenges that I've faced, I suppose, with, with, with trying to get into the team and my, my form and stuff like that probably didn't help. Uh, and yeah, I suppose like after after ten years, I know I'm only twenty eight, but uh, I kind of given a, a lot of time to it, and uh, my family and friends probably I missed so many occasions with them, and all of that kind of adds up, and just decided to take a step step away this year. Yeah, I, I mean, you obviously think you could have kept going. Was it was the body getting sore or anything, or anything uh, like that? Yeah, I suppose. Um, I, I, in the few time or in the years that I've been there, I've gotten three knee surgeries. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten one or two teeth knocked out. <laughs> um, so, so there's been a few things there. Yeah, I suppose my knee, my knee, my knees probably were were one thing a, a bit of a worry. All right. Um, I, I don't people. I don't think people understand the, the amount of training that goes into teams. Mm. Uh, you're you're training literally six seven nights a week. Mm. Uh, it's not just uh, probably two two or two or three nights. It's six seven nights a week uh, when you're playing in the county at at that level. Uh, yeah, that, that that possibly, yeah, that definitely is probably one of the other reasons that I probably would look at it, and uh, and that in the, between probably wanted to, to to still play with my club at a high level and trying to trying to get us across into the, uh, win the intermediate championship with league club would probably be another reason why I wanted to try take a step back and uh, play play with my club as well. You just touched on the whole your training schedule there. I mean, what would have been a, a traditional week for you? The same six six days a week. What what would you been at like? Yeah, I suppose on a Monday we'd be in the gym usually. Um, I suppose this year was a bit different because of uh, COVID and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, Monday we'd be in the gym, and on a Tuesday we'd be out in the pitch, uh, probably for maybe two 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 hours, and then maybe a video analysis afterwards. Uh, Wednesday we'd we'd usually have off, uh, but you could do a recovery session or some sort of a session yourself, uh, just to get the body right. Then for Thursday, then you'd have a, another training session on the pitch. Um, again, dependent on the time of year. Uh, on a Friday, you'd have a you'd have a gym session, and then sometimes maybe if it's kind of if you want to call it off season or anything like that, you might be training Saturday and Sunday. But if you've a match on the Sunday, you'd have the, the Saturday off. But realistically, probably on the Saturday, you're probably thinking about the match yourself, and you're not really present at all times. But uh, yeah, that's that's probably the, the point. Yeah, probably six six nights six nights a week anyway um, to try and try and reach the top level. That has been uh, set by, by other teams around the country as well. Mm, I, I suppose 
do you, do you think that's going to be off-putting for players going forward? I suppose the way the championship is at the moment, there's a certain team dominating at the moment. Is it going to, <laughs> is it going to put other players in other counties off, putting that commitment in? Um, I don't know, yeah. I'd say to a certain extent it probably would, and probably people wouldn't maybe admit it. Um, for, for younger groups, like I suppose when I was starting off, our teams were actually kind of used to beating Dublin uh, all the way up. Um, and we were used to being up at the top tables for 21s. We won the Leinster title um, in a minor. My minor teams, we kind of drew against Dublin and beaten Dublin then a few times. Um, and then we got into senior and it was a completely different ball game, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I, I can see probably problems with that maybe uh, coming into the future where probably young lads are probably thinking, ah, what's, what, what am I going to get out of this? Or am I going to win something realistically? But um, in my experience, anyway, in my top process, and I think that a lot of the, all the Clare players, I hope, anyway, uh, the top process is that we are going to beat Dublin and we are. And I don't think I would have been there for that long if I didn't believe that really. Um, I felt when I was in there anyway um, that we, we definitely had a chance, uh, definitely had chances to beat Dublin and we we, uh, we always prepared that way. But I can see where young lads now looking, looking from the outside in where you could see that lads would actually turn around and say, what is the point like? Um, and you can see, you can see definitely valid, that's a valid question to ask people. Yeah, it's such a true point you say about, like, minors and the 21s, I remember, because they were always, say, top of the table, winning championships, uh, beating Dublin. What, what changes this year, especially with the lads in the first half of the season? Yeah, I suppose, when you're looking at it, if I look at my uh, 21 team, uh, every single one of them, apart from one or two, would have got on to the senior team at one stage or another or played senior football with Kildare. Uh, and I even look at even my minor team, I suppose a lot of them lads, eight, nine lads, would have gone on and played with Kildare as well. Uh, I suppose over the last couple of years, you can just see the, the standards that the Dublin team has set uh, since probably 2011 onwards, well, even 2010, I suppose, onwards, they've been they've been fairly incredible at the moment. Um, and we, unfortunately, I suppose, apart from the few coming through, we've had a few successful under-21 team or under-20 teams there a couple of years ago, uh, like the likes of Jimmy Hyland and a few others coming through. Uh, but Dublin seems to have a conveyor belt at the moment um, where they've won. They've players on the bench that seem to have won uh, all-stars and can't even get into a team. And you'd say they're probably, they probably get into most teams around the country. Um, and unfortunately, we're probably not blessed with that at the moment, um, where we don't have that that constant conveyor belt that they seem to have at the moment. Uh, and even when I look at their their team that they played against Cavan, there, um, yeah, you look at the bench. Paul Mannion on the bench probably would start uh, in every other county <laughs> around the country. So uh, that's just one name you could name off a few others uh, where probably they probably have. One of the strongest panels around at the moment. It's unfortunate. Uh, I don't know how lads. When I when I got onto the panel, like I said in 2010, I was thinking we got into the semi final All Ireland that year, and I was thinking to myself, we have a good chance here now. We're going to continue on getting into the semi final All Ireland, but haven't got that back there since. So uh, I don't know. It's not from lack of trying, but uh, they've they've definitely set a standard there that teams have to try and get to, and it's been it's been impossible at the moment anyway. Look, Tommy, I said I wouldn't open that can of worms, but leave it. <laughs> yeah. There's enough but, talk about that. I yeah. <laughs> obviously, but you, obviously, how did the conversation go with Jack O'Connor then when you were, you were telling him that you were going to uh, hang up the boots? Did he try to convince you to stay on? or 
Is he okay? Yeah, well, I suppose, like I said, at the start of the, uh, at the start of the, I had a chat with Jack at the, uh, when, he, when he was coming in and we, we both, I kind of outlined that this could probably, probably be my last year with Claire. Um, and he was, he was very accommodating and he said, yeah, look, we'll see at the, at the end of, of this year and how you feel and stuff. Uh, yeah, and when I had the conversation, I suppose, with Jack then, um, when it was coming to the end, like when I said it to him, he was, look, he was uh, down about it, really, to be honest, that's the only way to put it. Uh, he was very thankful for all the commitment, and I suppose all the management team within Calera at that stage were very, very thankful. Like In terms of, I would have started off with Brian Murphy, who's one of the selectors of Calera, he would have been my minor manager, uh, and he probably would have given my first start as a, as a, as a, as a Calera football, really, with minors. Uh, and even Tom Cribben in the background and a few others that would have been there and thereabouts would have given me phone calls and stuff like that and um, even meetups off all sorts so yeah I suppose I don't know it wasn't that he was he was telling me oh you have to say you have to say he just said it was your own decision uh, it's up to you what way you want to go about it uh, and he was just very very thankful like I said um, and really appreciated the time that I put in for the, for the year that he was there yeah, and there seems to be a change of the guard kind of in Kildare at the moment with the likes of yourself, uh, Keith Cribb and Peter Kelly, all uh, retiring in recent times. Uh, seem to be a, there seem to be a team in transition really now with all the young lads kind of coming in from that under-20 panel. Yeah, there is. Like, you know, Aaron Mass and Jimmy Hyland, like I've mentioned, and, and a few others there that, that are, are just coming into the, to the panel. And it's great to see. We probably needed that. Uh, the last couple of years, we need to keep on that conveyor belt coming from from the under twenty twenty teams, the minor teams coming through. Uh, there's another lad in Aaron Brown and from Salvage there, another minor lad that hopefully will will come through into the team team as well. We we need that. Uh, you need that competition for for places within a county uh, county setup, um, and especially young lads that are going to be around for a long long time, um, and to set that standard high standard there uh, for 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 Peter Kelly and. And Keith Cribben, exactly. They set such a high standard, in particular Peter getting an all-star, mm-hmm. um, where we everybody has to try and reach for that and everybody should be trying to reach for that all-star status. And even that, that makes the team go better. And it's not individual. It's an individual goal, but it, in a matter of fact, it probably it increases the team and it increases the, the standard that the team can put into a championship game or even a league game or even an Oberon Cup game, to be honest. You mentioned the standards, so obviously Jack O'Connor's first season. Uh, what has he brought to the table? A man has obviously won all Ireland in Kerry. Yeah, he's brought a lot to the table in, in terms of experience and in terms of, um, I suppose, it's been a weird year this year with, with Jack coming in. At the start, you kind of got a feeling of what way it was going to go about and even video analysis and stuff like that, uh, how we go about it. But by, <laughs> by halfway through the year, by even not even halfway through the year, by March, you were kind of, that went all out the window and how he how he would probably usually operate, we probably didn't get to see the full full light of that. Um, but he did bring that element of experience and that element of, um, I suppose, he, he knows Kildare football as well. He's been involved with Moorfield himself and Ross Glavin had guided Moorfield to a few county titles as well. And he, his son's playing in Kildare, Aina and, and, uh, and Orno Clark. So they, they're around as well. So... Um, he knows a good bit about football. Like his football, his, his actual football brain is, is worked. If you were to sit down and, and have a chat with the man with a, a point in your hand, you'd be chatting for hours and hours about football, I'd say. Um, in fairness to him, his, his brain is just worth picking. And even the players that he's, he's worked with, uh, the Gooch and Donaghy and all these players who are legendary status, um, it's just, he, his football brain is incredible. The style of play has seemed to change this year. There's a lot more kicking through the 
picking with the fault in comparison through the hands with maybe Kildare teams have been uh, known for in the past was that obviously worked on in training uh, yeah definitely definitely 100% I suppose under under Keane and Jason and even Geezer we're kind of going back to that period where we're, a lot of the time we've worked through the hand or uh, we've had a kind of a sweeper kind of system in place but under under Jack I suppose it's more traditional uh, and that's the type of style I suppose comes from Kerry where it's more a lot more traditional in terms of our kick passing uh, and working on both feet and both hands and everything like that he, he demands that kind of everybody should be able to if it's even uh, Mark McDonald in goal or Mark Dempsey in cornerback or anybody like that should be able to to kick a 40-yard kick pass uh, into space for, for forwards to run onto. And, uh, yeah, it was refreshing this year to have that kind of freedom. I'm not saying that other managers didn't encourage that, but it was definitely more of a running game, I suppose, in previous managers, which, which in fairness, uh, has worked for Kildare, like I said. Uh, like you said, but uh, I suppose Jack, with, with his new ideas and new, new thought process, he's kind of brought that in and instilled that into the, the makeup of the team this year anyway, and hopefully for, for, for the next few years. Yeah, and it was obviously a disappointment after the restart with the league results going really well, and then beating Offaly, and then the kind of the second half against me, just everything fell apart. I mean, what what, what happened there? What what? what talk us through yeah. your opinion on it, maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to put my finger on it still. Yeah, look, at half time you were kind of looking and saying, look, this is this is going well. We're we're moving the ball well. Um, we're, we're defensively we're actually doing okay. Like they've some like O'Sullivan in the half forward line. They've some very very good forwards. Uh, after a break, I suppose it was from from most of the goals anyway. I feel it are from individual errors and a, t- a team like that. They, they just got on top of like Meter are a very very good football team. Uh, probably not shown in the Leinster final, but uh, they just got on top of us probably from from errors that we've probably committed that unfortunately uh, seemed to pile up on us. And when we came under pressure, we kind of we definitely, we definitely, we've definitely felt a pinch at that stage. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, they got the goals and goals win games and it killed us off completely. Um, and like I said, if if that, that's definitely one lesson for, for a few of the young lads and a few of the lads that have started off this year that we can't let that happen. Uh, if, we can, if we make one mistake, we can't compile it with another two or three mistakes. And that seemed to happen within the team um, there against me the last day. And even in the off game, to a certain extent, where we probably didn't play our best football. And like like you've said, like when we look back at the league games, we've had the Cavan team that went on to win an Ulster, and our Roscommon team that were good. Like so, it's our Westmead team, sorry, that are a good good team as well. So like, I, 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 it's kind of difficult to put place your finger on where we've we've had, suppose we've had issues with that previously before as well, where we've compounded a mistake with another mistake. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this year because you're playing behind closed doors and stuff. Like, I mean, what was that setup like going into empty stadiums and empty Crow Park? It must have been very bizarre. Yeah, completely bizarre. Like, usually you can't even hear yourself think, and you're you kind of the nerves are there when you're going into Crow Park or you're going into even Condit Park. Yeah. Uh, there's nerves there, but when you get out in the pitch, it kind of goes, or you're you're kind of you're looking around or whatever. But this year in particular, it was just it was so strange. Uh, even watching the games on TV is, is strange when you can hear them on a on RTE or anything like that. You can hear hear players talk and you can hear hear, hear the roaring from managers. Usually, as a player, you wouldn't even hear that. Uh, so it's it's been a strange year overall. It's it's just been great. I know for let's say for my my own family, my father in particular, like it's just been great for them to even have a, a kind of a, an inch like that to have that GA and have be able to talk to people about that, uh, having it on TV at least. Uh, and it's probably probably been a great year for that in terms of a lot of games have been on TV, uh, have been televised or 
um, on YouTube or whatever. There's been an unbelievable amount of games on TV, which has been brilliant to watch. But it still doesn't take away the, the best seat. It's been there, like from being, I suppose, uh, being there at, at the games. And so a lot of, a lot of people would have missed that. Uh, just been a lucky few, and even for for players that was, was listening to the Limit Curling manager, um, how unfortunate it was that even for them, like winning a Lent, or winning a monster or Tipperary winning a monster, they couldn't even have the full panel there, which is a it's a real pity uh, at stages during the year. So it, it's it's been a strange year overall, but. I suppose we're lucky to have GA as well uh, in the way that the, the year went. Yeah. As you've seen in England now in the Premier League, they're starting to let some fans in um, into smaller stadiums in comparison to Crow Park. Do you think for the finals, the hurling of football, they should maybe let even f- family in and even a couple yeah. of thousand in the Crow Park? Yeah, it would be great um, to let a couple of thousand in, even for the, the Waterford Limerick game. Imagine if Waterford won, that would be the only, <laughs> only thing. And <laughs> if Mayo bet Dublin, never mind Mayo supporters, I suppose the whole country would be going mad. And you know that kind of way. Uh, but yeah, it would be great. I think it'd be great for even family members and and partners and wives and stuff like that. Uh, it would be great to have in Co Park uh, for for occasion like that um, because. Look, uh, they they go through it all as well, and that's one thing that I've noticed over my period of time. Like people kind of ask questions, oh, how do you keep going or whatever like that. I always respond like, how did my family kind of keep up with me? Like missing family events and missing things like that. They're all part of it, um, and even going to training where you're meant to be doing something with the family or anything like that. Like it's it's kind of a it's a full. It's very, I suppose, it's a very um, selfish thing to do to play in the county at times because like all that stuff has to go on the back burner and. Uh, all the family events and all the kind of simple stuff that you do at home can't be done. Uh, so yeah, it'd be great for them to be allowed in at least, but I can't see it happening. I just, I just can't see it happening at the moment, unfortunately. No, all right. Look, Tommy, I'm going to bring you back a bit. So you obviously started out on the Kildare panel around 2010, am I right in saying? But you, there's no game time that year. You're only still a minor. Yeah, so uh, I would have played. Uh, we would have played, like I said, against Dublin in the minor championship, and we beat Dublin and went in. Uh, that week we played Longford and we lost lost against Longford in the in the Leinster semi final that day and um, yeah I was called in I think a, a week later uh, from Kieran McGinney. Uh, I got a phone call and I was I was geez, I was jumping around for joy it was it was a kind of a dream <laughs> to be honest uh, I didn't I didn't believe until I actually went down to the first training session and uh, I remember my father bringing me down uh, and myself and, and another lad Fionn Dowlin from Suncroft there. Uh, we were uh, two 17-year-olds and I remember coming into the dressing room and sitting down and then realising I was sitting in Mick Foley's spot and then sitting in another spot in Darren Early's spot. And me, me looking at these a couple of weeks earlier thinking these are my heroes just looking at them, you know, that kind of way. So, uh, yeah, it was a dream come true coming back then. And like, even I was on the, I was on the bench the, the 2010 um, semi-final against Down and even being there was, was unbelievable. And I remember all my friends being feckin very jealous and all that kind of stuff, just looking at me, kind of, I mean, not getting anywhere near the pitch, but it was just a, such a dream come through to even get onto Pro Park. Uh, and then little did I know that I'd be playing still a bit, a good bit more on Pro Park, but never getting back to that semi final. Like I said, I thought this is this is going to be a no- normal occurrence to get to a semi final of All Ireland or get close to semi final All Ireland, but fortunately it wasn't. That, that year was a great year for Kildare fans in general, like myself as well. They were playing really good football. I mean, it must have been. Brilliant to be around it. And what did Kieran McGee bring to the stadium that year? It's so good. Yeah, I suppose from my experience anyway, he definitely brought a, a, a kind of a steely toughness around the team. Uh, if you look at a team in, in fairness, 
uh, you look at the, the names that are on that team, be Andrew McLaughlin, Morgan O'Flaherty, um, you look at Dermot Early, Johnny Doyle, all these players that are around. It was unbelievable just to be in that atmosphere and in that kind of professional setup. Like I said, there's a complete, it's a completely different ballgame from where I was with minor. Stepping up to the senior team is it's unbelievable the difference. And even under 21 and stepping up, is, it's unbelievable the difference. But Geezer brought that kind of steely toughness um, to the team. And I suppose we were very, very well drilled. And uh, that Calera team, like I said, had, a, had a, some special players, uh, some unbelievable players that were there. Uh, and were hitting, really hitting their prime. And really, really, it all came together for, for, for Pierre McGinney. Um, and the training probably was was extremely tough at that stage as well. Uh, due to training sessions, I remember with him, we'd be training on the Tuesday, but we'd go go down the Wednesday morning, go train on, at like six o'clock in the morning, and have to go to work. And a lot of us would live up the north of Clare, but we train in South Clare, and even getting back up to Dublin for work and stuff like that was was mental. But when you look back on it now, it, it seems a bit mental. But at the time, it kind of it, it looked like a necessity at that stage, you know. Yeah. What's what's a uh, uh, Kieran McGinley saying to seventeen-year-old Tommy Mulick when you're on the panel at that stage? Yeah, I suppose um, the chance that they had with Geezer as well during that period. Uh, yeah, it's just just to say to enjoy it first of all, and uh, to to really relish your opportunities when you get it. I suppose the first opportunity I would have gotten under him, I didn't. Get, to be honest, I didn't get a lot of game time under him. Mm. Uh, but it was that young going from midfield, and if you look at the midfield partnerships that were there, it probably. It probably would have been stupid of me to even go for it <laughs> because you had Dermot Early, Daryl Flynn and a few others that have been, like I said, legendary status, but Johnny Doyle, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it, it, just enjoy it and go go for every opportunity that you get. Uh, that was one thing that I, I realised that you, you have to take them opportunities when they come to you. Um, I remember 2011 was my first game uh, under Geezer and um, we had a Burn Cup game and a few few league games. We never actually got a championship start, but it was really that kind of that platform that set me off, like kind of mm. to to that idea. Just work hard, and you you'll get your rewards, and that, that was kind of stuck with me for the for the last while. Anyway, twenty thirteen was the year that Kieran McGinley took charge of your under twenty one group as well as the seniors. So I mean, how did that work? Were you all training together, or was he just taking his vote separately? Yeah, so I suppose it was a weird year. Yeah, he took over the team uh, himself and Alan Barry and and uh, Trevor Sullivan were kind of the, the heads of that. Um, and it was brilliant. Um, you kind of had you had all the players under under twenty one. We we're training separately, but we had all the under twenty one players training with the under twenty one team. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, which was brilliant because we had we have a serious amount of lads that were on both teams. Like at that stage, I'd say we had. I'd say about seven or eight that were on the, the senior team as well, with Sean Hurley and Paul Cribben and Fergus Conway and a few lads uh, that were around. Like So, yeah, it was brilliant because, like I said, it was the whole under-21 team training together, which was which obviously brought us a, a certain amount of success. And um, and a lot of that team went on, like I said, to, to play with Calair. So it obviously it, it did breed in, in a few of us as well into that into that Calair setup for the future. Yeah. You won the, tw- the Leinster Championship that year, obviously, against Longford. In a cagey final, I remember well. Uh, in typical Kildare yeah. fashion. <laughs> yeah, it was it was dodgy enough down in Port Leash. Look, it doesn't like like I said. I think I said many times. It, it doesn't matter how I won how we won that. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter whatsoever. Once we had the trophy, uh, we didn't care whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, it was a cagey affair down in Port Leash. Uh, it was a weird one as well. Like it was a Wednesday night. Yeah. It was midweek. Most them games were midweek, which was strange because. They're kind of used to playing during the, during the week, but it was it was a brilliant uh, experience. Uh, I was lucky enough to be captain that year as well, so 
Uh, look, it was it was unreal, and like I said, most of that team actually went on and made make are still the makeup of the of the Clare senior football team now at the moment. Yeah, as you said, it was an incredible group, I suppose. Was there a tinge of disappointment in that semi final against Galway because they were flying that day? They just everyone left the shooting yeah, at home. <laughs> it's it's probably yeah, and it's probably an issue had a lot of people and a lot of analysts have said over the last few years that we've had problems probably getting the ball over the bar at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a disaster. Uh, there was serious disappointment. Even in the county, um, there was serious disappointment. Uh, I think there was a lot of hopes resting on our football team, uh, our, that team in particular, that we'd be the, we'd go on and win it. And I think there was a lot of pressure there, even for 20-year-olds. The county was really relying on us for, for success of that period. When we got up against that, that's a great Galway team as well. Like they, uh, Comer and Walsh and all that were on that were on that team as well. Prince and O'Connor on, um, Tom, oh, we call that? Uh, Tom, I forgot his name now. Uh, but they're all they're all serious footballers. Uh, they're a serious team as well. So it's similar enough actually. It was, it was similar enough between ourselves and Galway in terms of the development of them teams. A lot of, a lot of them players went on and actually uh, actually played into uh, senior into county as well. So. Uh, yeah, similar enough in terms of the way that they got the Hoffmans there and they definitely, they went on and uh, made sure that they went on and won the, won the competition. It was a serious team, two serious teams went up against each other that day. But fortunately, we just, we left it behind as I felt. We, we, I think we had plenty of wides, I think we had 20 wides by the end of the game. Obviously, then that 2013 was the year that Kieran McGinney was at goal till there um, and he was in the middle of kind of blooding all you lads into the panel. Um, would you have been disappointed that he was left, especially when he was just kind of rebuilding the team, so to speak? Um, yeah, I suppose um, it was a weird one because um, it, was, it was kind of taken out of the county board's hands at that stage where uh, it was kind of the clubs that decided. And I can see the club's point of view at that stage, like at that point, even when I wasn't even getting into the team that much, uh, I wasn't playing that much with my club either. Uh, it was kind of a closed setup yeah. um, in terms of a lot of players just might play one or two, one league game, two league games a year with our clubs which which looking back on it it's a bit crazy at this stage when you would probably need as much game time as you as you could get um yeah it, it was a strange one it was a strange one uh, i'm not gonna lie um and uh, yeah i suppose a lot of lads at that stage especially some of the older lads that have been around a bit longer than me uh were, were probably disappointed in, in kieran leaving uh kieran mcginney leaving because uh they they soldiered with him for a lot longer than me but uh yeah it was a, it was a weird one um i suppose um, and I suppose the blood and process continued on when he left actually afterwards mm-hmm. and when Jason Ryan took over as well. Yeah, and, and you played a prominent role under Jason Ryan. I mean, what was the difference in approach? Because um, they were, seemed to play, actually at times, really, really good football under Ryan. It was very attacking. Yeah, it was Yeah, it's completely different approaches, I suppose. A lot more attacking in terms of uh, our process and training and stuff like that when, when Jason took over. And he had, a, he had a great setup with Barry Solon and, and uh, people around that were, I suppose professional. I think Barry's working with with Arsenal soccer team now at the moment as well. So he, he had an unbelievable setup behind him, um, and we went on and we, we caused a few shocks that year. I suppose against Cork in the championship, uh, a very very good Cork team with best, and we went on and um, unfortunately went up against the Kerry team. Like I said, a few legendary status and uh, a, a game that I probably want to forget, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was it was a completely different setup, com- uh, completely kind of way different way of looking at things. He was, um, I suppose, when you look at it, when you look at a few differences, uh, you probably look at the, the training styles, and that's that's what every manager, um, most of them are kind of similar enough in their man management and 
and the way they go about things. But in terms of training styles, the way they want to play the game kind of differs. Uh, Jason had a completely different idea of way of the way of playing. His tactics and stuff like that were completely different than than Kieran McGinnis. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned that court game there. I mean, what sort of games do you remember from that year? I mean, I always remember that game, and then the one in Leash where you, you come on and score the, the equaliser in the in the dying ball, yeah. as well. Um, you know, any specific games yourself that you remember under Jason Ryan? Yeah, it's probably that, that, them two games probably stick out. Uh, that and probably the down game as well, yeah, personally yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, because our, our backs were up against the wall, but we went out against down and, and played very well. But for personally, uh, I remember a few of the club kids coming on and, and now I play or coming on and celebrating with the team and celebrating with myself. But now I play with them, so <laughs> <laughs> they play on the senior club team, so it's a bit scary. But yeah, there were a few of the games. Uh, definitely that leash game again, personally, probably. One of my favourite games because came on that 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 year was kind of a, a di- again a, a difficult year for myself because of my knee injuries that year, um I I had a knee injury earlier on in the year but I came on and, and yeah lucky enough that I hit the hit the Eagles. that was that was a really big game but that court game probably sticks out as a as a big one because uh, a lot of people had had doubted us against against Cork in, in particular but that court team was very very good we went out and, and and kind of proved a point but unfortunately we didn't follow that up with it. With a great, with a great game. The next day, we, we unfortunately got hammered. <laughs> but um, it, it happened. It happened. But it was it was sort of a mixed bag because the championship performance under Jason Ryan were fairly positive, but the league campaigns, uh, there were successive relegations. I mean, how does that work? And what's the yeah? I suppose it's it's going to happen under a blooding process. Yeah. Uh, with league games, you're going to try out a lot of different kind of combinations, especially with it when geezer are left a lot of. A lot of the older crew at that stage decided to to finish up as well, uh, and it was completely different blood. Like like I said, with, under Jack O'Connor, you could have said the same. This year we could have we could have luckily luckily we didn't, but the last two games really went well for us. Under under Jason, unfortunately, yeah, it just didn't go that well for us. Um, Division One is obviously a tough t- tough learning curve for ourselves. I don't think we won a game that year in Division One. Then Division Two, I think it rolled up. That we we just didn't play well in the early games, and he was trying new ideas and new new kind of players coming around into the system. And again, it was just a strange year. But there is always a difference between championship and 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 league. Um, even intensity, uh, the training picks up, and we we train in uh, St. Connors for championship usually, and you can see the difference in lads and the difference in it, not not in attitude or anything like that, but the difference in fitness and the difference in. In in a, like I said, speed in particular and skill set, uh, it's completely different. Completely different uh, complaint. And we we had a lot of lads as well as that during that league campaign, in the, in the successful league campaigns. We had a lot of lads actually playing college football as well, who might have been away from the setup for a good lot of the year, uh, in terms of the games and stuff like that. And then they came it back in and near the end of the the league. Uh, so it, it was it was a, definitely a steep learning curve for myself in terms and and a lot of our lads my age. Uh, in terms of where we need to get to, when we were in Division One, we we quickly figured out that geez, we we've a lot to learn here. Uh, playing against our own teams with Colin Cavanagh and Sean Cavanagh and players like that, and we knew at that stage we have a lot to. That's why we have to aspire to get to, uh, and trying trying to ch- achieve that goal. What is the biggest difference between uh, Division One and Two? And obviously under Jason Ryan and Keane O'Neill, so they're kind of gone between one and two. What's the difference in in between those teams, really? Um, I suppose the biggest difference is if if you make a mistake, it's going to be punished. Um, yeah. If you make like a simple hand pass on the ground or anything like that, 
uh, the most the most likely thing will happen that you will get you will get punished, and you can see it in the games even in the games that you see in Championship there there recently, like even the, that Super area. Any mistake was basically capitalised on, and that's the biggest difference. Uh, it, it's not fitness because every team has has trained so much uh, over the over the year, and um, it's just that 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 difference is just the, the mistakes. You have to limit your mistakes. Um, and probably, well, as well as that, probably the speed of foot as well, where it, it's definitely, it's definitely a step, a step up in terms of speed as well. I suppose when you when you look at it, you've you've all the top players in the country playing in Division One, and that's why it's probably so difficult for Division Two teams to break through and win and win a a, a title uh, in the championship because and it's 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 a testament to to Calvin and Tipperary this year that they have actually gone on and done that. Because it is a quite difficult task. If you're not playing in Division One football, it can be. It, it makes the championship a lot more difficult for yourself because you're you're not up to that standard already. And would you say for County Kildare now, priority nearly would be to ensure they get into Division One and consolidate that position more so than championship performances? Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I I would say that trying to get into Division One is is really important. Uh, and trying to stay there, the times that we've gotten up there in the last couple of years is. We've we've we haven't stayed there. We haven't done yeah. well, and it's getting it's consolidating that position as much as much as possible. It's trying to stay up there for two or three years, and you can see, even look, it's not the be all and end all if you don't do do extremely well in the league. But it, it's really important, and I suppose the Clare supporters and Clare people have to realise that we are blooding it. Like Clare as a, as a county are blooding in new players, and there's a lot of young lads coming through, and hopefully that will that will lay precedent in in two or three years time. But it, it is really important that we do. Uh, do try and get up to Division One, and then I suppose, look, if it doesn't happen, not to panic. Uh, the championship is is where it's at. Uh, I think people will quickly forget that if we have a terrible league campaign and we won a Leinster title, I think everything will be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make a difference if we have a terrible league campaign. We could be in Division Four for all they care. If we yeah, won a Leinster yeah. title, I think the county would go mad. Should look at Kevin this year. They've gone down and exactly. won the yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's that's the that's the difference, and people don't care about the league; they forget about it very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. no, no one in Calvin remembers and getting relegated now. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, they were probably going mad about it as well. Yeah. That's the thing, but it's it's yeah, that's the way it is. That's it's a, like it's all about the championship. It, it is all about the championship, and that's you could have a brilliant league, and you've seen in teams in 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 the past who've had a brilliant league, and when it came to championship. They just they they they're spent force. People seem to just get to get the grips on it, and that's there's a load of reasons for that as well. Like like I said, players coming in and out, college games and stuff like that. But when teams come into championship, they usually have their best team on the on the field at all times. That's where you want to challenge yourself, and that's where you have to get the victories. That's where you have to have to like play your best football is, is championship. Absolutely, and obviously. When Jason Ryan left, Tommy uh, Keane O'Neill comes in, and I mean, what's the approach different there? He's obviously a well-renowned coach um, in the GA circles. Uh, what did he bring to the table? Yeah, uh, Keane came in. Yeah, yeah. Again, completely different. A lot more kind of uh, analysis-based, and that's his background, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, he he's really, really all about the method of how we got get to the certain tactics and stuff like that. Uh, and he really everything was fine-tuned. We had a lot of video analysis. Uh, with under Keane O'Neill and um and yeah that was that was one of the major differences I suppose um we would have met a lot over that over that period of time when we were in the gym together let's say we'd double that up with video analysis and he'd send around a few clips and there'd be a lot of discussion around how we how we improve as a team um 
in terms of under Jason Ryan, we probably wouldn't have had as much, uh, but definitely under 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 Keane, we would have had a lot more um, video analysis and a lot more discussions about about Gaelic football and uh, that idea. And as a, as a player, do you like that, or do you want to be out on the pitch more? Or what? Is it too, um, too much? There? I, I suppose it's, it's, it's a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a personal thing. Um, I I particularly look. I'm more of a man that would rather be out on the pitch and getting mm-hmm. and that stuff done. But I think that that at this at this time now, it's a necessity. Uh, it has to be done. Um, you have to know your tactics inside out, and you have to know other teams inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this stage, because. Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's a complete and utter necessity, um, and I, I understand that completely now. Like over the last few years, you, you definitely need to have that, and you can see that teams do do homework on people, and you can see the Mayo team there today against um, <clears throat> there today took out O'Riordan and they took out Quinlevin. I know Sweeney did well, fairly well, but they 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 knew who they were going to hit, and that that's. That comes from basically discussions about that, so you can see that they did their homework before the game, and it's a necessity now at this time. It's not, it's no longer that, that idea of going out and not not doing junior analysis, just going out 15 aside. Yeah, and some some big games under Keane O'Neill and the Leicester final in 2017, because they're like fared reasonably well in comparison to other teams over the years in the final. And uh, the first winner bag yourself a goal as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we. We we had a few very big yeah that that was in a that was a really big game for us um because we're I suppose we 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 build ourselves up to that period and we're trying to get breakthrough and look that like we said earlier that Dublin team I suppose if you were to take a, a few Leinster teams and put them into other other like Connacht or Ulster or, or Munster I think at least one or two of us would would win one of them titles but that Dublin team it seemed to be just mm-hmm. extremely just unbelievable like I think we were the closest team in the last while to get. I think it was eight points. I don't know. Yeah. But we're the closest team to them in the last while in Leinster to try and get that close to them. So uh, it's a it's a it's a testament to them in fairness. Uh, but that was a massive game for us, and it was kind of an awakening again. Uh, we played we played Dublin a few times before that, but unfortunately getting a few hammerings. But that was that was definitely with with a few was definitely getting a kind of a feel for it, and we kind of seen Daniel Flynn. We could see players that are are definitely a lot of them players like Daniel Flynn, Kevin Feely, and a few others. Just really kind of coming up against the best. And I remember Kevin Feely in particular had the an unbelievable that game. Yeah, uh, game that day. I think he he cleaned Fenton to be honest. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he won the few exactly, and that's uh, exactly one of the few that I could actually do that. But yeah, you can see it kind of it was a big challenge for us, and obviously we fell short. But I suppose in, in future years we we kind of grew on we grew from that as well. Um, under under Keane with with a few other good victories like that Mayo victory. Uh, really drove on and even that saga and stuff like that really pushed us on a lot more that year unfortunately again look that Super Ace campaign was unbelievable as well where we kind of lost one or two games by a point or two uh, where we could have won that we could have won we definitely could have beaten Monaghan we could, definitely could have beaten Galway uh, there was a point or two in it. I think there was two points one point in uh, in either game and um, yeah they, they were unbelievable games in particular that Mayo game Yeah, you, you mentioned that Mayo game obviously the saga so I mean Talk to us the build of that game and the draws made that Monday morning and <laughs> what's what's going on in the WhatsApp group when, when you find out. It's yeah, it was actually crazy enough. Like I, I didn't read it that Monday morning. I just I was listening to the draw, but I didn't really read too much into it. And then then it all came out that there were this hullabaloo about us not getting um, getting home advantage, and uh, it was a bit crazy to be honest. Doyler just put up a text. Uh, Owen Doyle, who was captain, and he just put up a text saying, "Look." 
uh, we're going to fight this. There's no no way. And we, we went training as normal. Um, I remember there was not much that much discussion from inside the camp about us, but it definitely, I suppose, it worked in our favour. It stirred up something for us anyway. I'm not saying that we needed that, but it definitely stirred up something in terms of uh, the whole, I think the whole country was behind us at that stage. Uh, a lot of people just saying, oh, it'd be great if, if Kildare can, can get past this and really push on. And, uh, and it's it probably one of the best atmosphere. I'd say it was probably the best atmosphere uh, Connors Park has probably ever had in, or even in a long, long time. Um, that, that was, that was, that was a great, that was unbelievable. Even that, the scenes afterwards, it meant so much to people. You could see the support from, from, from that, uh, from the Kildare people at that stage. It was, it was incredible. And people, it was like a Holland final day, I'd say, for people, because I was getting phone calls off people that I haven't talked to in years looking for tickets. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but it was brilliant. It was excellent all the same. Uh, and it was really, like, that's, that's definitely one of the games between that. And even the next game we played with Fermanagh, we probably even played better, but it's less remembered because the, the amount of emotional impact that it had on people that, that Mayo game that, I suppose Mayo were, were that top team, top tier team, and we were kind of trying to break into that that top tier. So it, it kind of struck an emotional chord with a lot of people and a lot of people getting in behind us. Did you, did you feel pressure going into that game? I suppose after getting the game, it's new. You're like, but we have I to suppose, win this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose we did. Yeah, we, we have to do something here anyway. <laughs> uh, and back to the wall kind of stuff. Yeah. There was definitely a lot of pressure, and probably pressure from outside as well as inside, where we were going. Jesus, there's no point in doing all this and going out and getting a twenty-point hammer or anything like that. It was more of a thing that we we said to ourselves, "Look, we're going to set a stall out here early and go just go hammers and tongs for it." Uh, and we definitely did. Uh, from the get-go, it was, it was fairly, fairly just that was a constant game. There was no real breaks. It was constant, uh, constant uh, end-to-end action, uh, and it was brilliant. I'd say for people to watch. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of pressure there. I suppose and looking back on it, you'd say there's a lot of pressure at the time. You you kind of laugh it off and say it wouldn't be, but look, definitely looking back on it, there was a bit of pressure there. I'd say yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose Tommy, like going forward now, where where do you see Kildare football going now in the next few years? We were talking about building all these young lads. Can can they um, make the step up into the Division One? Yeah, I, look, um, yeah, definitely. I think we we've. We've a good group coming through, like like I said, like the likes of Iron Mass and Jimmy Hyland and a few others. Like there is a good few coming through, um, and it's really just giving giving them a bit of time to, to come through and really impose themselves uh, in the Kildare jersey. It'd be nice to get a few others in as well to really push it on, because um, there is there's some serious footballers, McLaughlin from Clane there, and a few others. Uh, just even to push push on it, it, again, because like I said, with that. I think that the the team is as strong as this panel, uh, because the panel is so so important. Uh, people don't understand like uh, that the the training sessions and the the close, behind closed doors uh, games really push on a team and really set the standards high within a within a county setup. So yeah, I hope I hope over the next uh, couple of years, maybe year or two, that we can like I said push up into Division One uh, and really set our stall there, mm. and then look. Um, hopefully we can get into a Leinster final again and when you get into a final you never know what can happen um, and hopefully a dub, the Dubs have an off day and we can we can really take take control but uh, that, that's all I, I think we'll have to say a few Hail Marys for that to happen uh, but uh, yeah it, I, I hope that that can happen in, in the next couple of years where lads can really push on and, um, and we give the, the, the few young lads a good bit of time I think um, the one thing uh, 
suppose the public can get on top of players as well that they can give out and kind of not understand where where Kildare football is at at the moment and we are the rebuilding process and unfortunately that's that's just where we are at the moment and we need them lads to come through and we have to give them a bit of time and a bit of I suppose an environment where we can set and say yeah okay we're at that now at the moment but we can push on from here. Would you would you felt that fan pressure over the years Tommy I mean would, it, would, it, would players think about that a lot within the panel itself? Um, I suppose when I was younger definitely uh, I would have felt a small bit but um, after a while it kind of it kind of rubs off but when when there is a result doesn't go our way I remember in particular a Carlo game in championship under Keane and I remember walking down the road with my boss at the time luckily he was mad into football but I remember getting roared at the, out the car somebody roaring at me and saying oh you're a disgrace you've lost the game I'm kind of going uh, this is crazy uh, I didn't understand it at all but you kind of, re- it kind of not that it doesn't get to you but it, it's a thing that uh, you've kind of noticed a small bit about like incidents like that uh, kind of don't get at you but they, you kind of notice that there is that bit of pressure on you you have to represent the county as best you can really put, try and push on from it but it is a thing that um, I suppose Kildare are, are proud Kildare people are proud about football and look we have some serious club teams here at the moment like Moorfield and Sarsfield and Pure Salvage Atoy that have really pushed on in particular Moorfield who have really pushed on in the in the club setup. so people are expecting that to transfer into inter-county success as well so it is important that we. It is it, there is that bit of pressure, added pressure there. That's madness, though. I hope you told him to fuck off. <laughs> I actually didn't because I was with the boss. I only started in the job, <laughs> and and the boss was look. I looked at the boss, and the boss just looked at me, and I just put the head down and just kept on walking. Oh, uh, now, and we can. I look back at it and laugh away, because, and the boss would laugh at me as well. But, uh, <laughs> it was crazy when I think about it. Uh, stuff like that is just. Yeah. I thought it was completely out of order, but you, you hear other stories like I remember like lads, families at games and stuff like that. It's crazy. People say crazy things when they're involved in football, yeah. um, and they don't realise who's sitting beside them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you you don't realise it, but it's just look like I said. People in Clare are very very passionate about about getting football, and that's just the way it is. And look, I probably say things at a, on a sideline at a fucking league game that I wouldn't be proud of if yeah. people are you fucking either you're fucking either or whatever. But <laughs> it's just the way it is. If people are passionate about it, they'll get. They they feel like they're they're nearly playing a game. They're nearly kicking every ball. Um. So yeah, it's it, it's crazy. It's fucking mad now to be honest when you think about it back then. Uh. But I can look back at it and laugh now anyway. But uh, at the time, I was fucking fuming. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hopefully you might see him and he might apologise to you. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt no, it. No, it's alright. Last one for me, Tommy. You've been really good with your time. Um, the best player you played with, with Kildare, and the best player you came up against over the last few years? Um, I, I suppose I'd have to say two uh, that I'd say were, that I played with. It was probably Johnny Doyle. Uh, he was unbelievable. Uh, just everything that he could do and even his passion. But... It seemed to be at the right moment when we needed him out. It seemed he was always there. Like some of the catches, some of the not even his point taking, some of his tackling, some of the things that he could do was just amazing with the football. Um, and that that was pretty incredible. Uh, I'd also probably, uh, probably go with probably Daniel Flynn as well or Neil Flynn, uh, as well. The two of them are probably just Daniel's just a freak of nature in in a good way. <laughs> he could he could he's just he's just incredibly strong, incredibly fast. And then for Neil. I think Neil's unbelievable as well in terms of like I've seen him just put down a ball left to right footed and just mm. kick the ball left right footed from forty five yards out uh, off the ground and it's just incredible to watch. Uh, it's just and even there I think against the Offaly game 
you could see how skillful he is. It's just it's just incredible. Um, in terms of teams or players that I played against, um, probably probably somebody who doesn't get enough credit, uh, Gary Brennan. Um, I think he's he was definitely I learned a few lessons off him and in championship football and. Uh, I thought he was he, he's class I think he's unreal it just he probably doesn't get enough credit because with the county that he's with but he he was I think I think he's one, one, of, the, one of the best midfielders going and it, even with Ireland and stuff like that when he went on his Aussie rules uh, he's, he's just unreal yeah. uh, Tommy Murdoch thanks for coming on you're really good with your time really appreciate it no problem thanks very much for having me anyway.